This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio and on Tuesdays. We call it Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we tackle our marriage and relationship issues as they relate to our workplace. And let's just talk about why we do that, Martha. We do that because if your marriage and your relationship are a mess at home, then it affects your work. And and that's why we talk about it here in I Work For Him. Our witness, our ability to be the light in our workplace, that is incredibly important that we work on things at home because our marriage is supposed to be a light at home, in our neighborhood, and then as well in our workplace. And so it's so important. I just said that twice, but I meant it twice differently. You mean it. I really mean it. Absolutely. So important. And and so that's what we talk about on Tuesdays. And we always want to make sure that people understand your marriage, it's supposed to be a light to the community. Let's work on it. Let's, Let's talk about practical ways to make it better. Whether you're married now, you've been married, and you're thinking about getting married, or you're not married right now, and you're not thinking about getting married, our relationships, all of this stuff applies to all those relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, and on Tuesdays, we do talk about this all, all the time, but let's just say, what does a healthy marriage look like? We also talk, we, we talk about that a lot. We also talk about the fact that we have trouble at home in our marriage and other relationships, and it impacts, it impacts what everybody thinks about us. We ran across this article, this blog, a couple of weeks ago by Meg Marie Wallace. And and it was was just so, I don't know, it was just so in your face. I loved it because it was just so truth-telling. It was heartfelt. It was painful. But the title of the article was, The One Thing Guaranteed to End All Marriages. Mm -hmm. Meg Marie Wallace. You can find her online, megmariewallace.com. Meg Wallace, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on, and thanks for just sharing your, your blog. I mean, it, it's not very often you get to read something that's raw, and and your yeah. blog was raw, and we appreciate it because we, Martha and I do marriage mentoring all the time. We work with Christian business owners and leaders, and, and we deal with couples that are newlyweds, and, but we're always talking about, hey, marriage is work, and when you titled your when you titled your article, hey, the the one thing guaranteed to end all marriages— I'm like, I got to read that. I love that. So thank you so much for being willing to share all that on the air with our audience today. Yeah, it was definitely a raw post kind of in the moment and really didn't think it would come to this. So, you know, I'm thankful that God can use some really painful things to, to bring about good in other people's marriages. So why don't you give your version of what you're willing to share today on why you wrote that blog? Um, for me, it it was kind of a way to process. I'd gotten a text that morning from my sister saying that the marriage of my parents was completely final. And they'd been married uh, probably 42 years. And so my childhood memories and, you know, growing up, and I just kind of always thought, like, it's never going to happen to them. And, you know, I had friends with parents divorced, but I was wrong. Like, I, I wrote that post just um, in that raw moment of that realization, this is over, this is done. And I think that part of it is what I wrote in the post, that there is infidelity, there was adultery, but 
that's not the whole reason of why it ended. And so after hearing both sides of the story for so long, um, it was just clear. Adultery isn't what ended the marriage. And, you know, I think that that... The way, even the way you ended up titling it is what probably resonated with so many people because you're saying there's one thing, there's Mm -hmm. one thing, not this Mm -hmm. laundry list, which everybody has a laundry list, but Mm -hmm. it comes down to one thing that you're sharing. And what's funny is I don't even know if I told Jim this, but more than one of my friends shared your blog and one of them isn't even married. And I just was like, you know, this is resonates with people because they want to hear what is it? What is this thing that she's talking about and how can we learn from it? So I appreciate you being so honest in that because I think that that is what resonates. We, we get tired of the long checklist. We, you know, and, and if you can boil it down to something that we can take away today, that is the key to this conversation. So talk yeah. to me about, you know, we, we deal with a lot. We talk a lot on the air about how a lot of us in our 30s, 40s, and 50s are dealing with divorce, and it's not necessarily our own. It is It can be our parents. What are some of the things that you and your husband are, and I know this is very fresh and very raw, and this is the last yeah. tough question I'll really ask you, but what are one of the things that you and your husband are doing to process through this in a healthy fashion? Um. I think that it would be foolish for us to think that we would not be susceptible to the same outcome. So for us, it's looking at what did cause all of this, at least from our perception. Obviously, we weren't, I'm not in the home anymore. I've, you know, we're married. I have my own kids. We don't even live in the same state as my parents. But just from hearing and observing and watching for so long, I, I really shouldn't have been surprised at the point it got to you with, with the divorcing final because we knew it was coming. It, it, there were so many things leading up to it. But for us to stay on guard, so now I feel like there is more of this high alert, this urgency in both of us when we see ourselves responding in the same way that we've seen them and others toward this idea of hardness, of just, of just not being willing to soften. It, it makes me want to be quicker to reconcile. I, I, don't, I don't want any distance to be there. So I can feel my heart like oh, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, or I, you know, my feelings are hurt about this or with that, but... When that comes, it's just this instant snapshot of, okay, if this is left unchecked, if this isn't dealt with, there's two options. Either one, it will end in divorce, but I was careful with the wording of the title of my post because not all marriages that are ended actually finalize in divorce. I know a lot of people that still live together, and they are technically still married, but the marriage itself is over. It's long gone. So they're nothing more than roommates. They're nothing more than you know, two people sharing space in a house, but the marriage is gone. So there's two options. Either we'll end in divorce or we'll just remain cold-hearted, distant roommates for the rest of our lives. So either we work this out or it's either of those two outcomes. All right, so let's step, step back for a second. We're talking today with Meg Marie Wallace. She writes a blog. You can find out more about her online at megmariewallace.com. She wrote this blog, The One Thing Guaranteed to End All Marriages. Meg, what is that one thing? It is hardness of heart. It's not divorce. It's not lies. It's not deceit. It's not um, adultery, I mean, infidelity. You list, you list all of the things that uh, normally people would point to and say, well, this is why my marriage ended, or that's why my marriage ended. And, it's, and it all can be boiled down to hardness of heart. You, you're, you turn your heart away from your spouse, and you remain cold, 
and distant, and, and it will wreck every single marriage. You and and it is so true. I mean, it's that sin that just gets in us, and we just let it grow and grow and grow. Martha, we've yeah. talked about the past that our that marriages have an enemy. They do, and and a lot of us think it's the spouse, but it's not. It's the right. things that um, affect the relationship, and and so I think that you you put it so simply in the in as hard as that is to like reconcile what all that means, but letting it, the walls build up between the person that you committed to spending the rest of your life with is, it's huge. And I, I think that that it's easy to, um, to take that capsule as a reader and go, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I appreciate that input. So if hardness of heart, Meg is the, and I should have asked you, do you go by Meg Marie or do you go by just Meg? I didn't mean to, I should have asked that at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's okay. Normally it's just Meg. I just okay. thought the blog name should be a little I different. Lo- no, we love the blog name. <laughs> yeah. Again, you can find Meg online at MegMarieWallace.com. Yeah. Hardness yeah. of heart. If that's the one, the root of all failed marriages and and again, as you said, failed marriages don't always end up in divorce. We know people that have grown old and bitter together, yeah. occupying under the same roof. And sometimes they've just died of heart attacks or strokes because of the stress. If, right. that's, if hardness of heart driven by the sinfulness in our own lives is the key to destroying our marriages, the guarantee to end our marriages, what are some of the keys for marriages to, to thrive? I would say um, there... Apart from a thriving relationship with Jesus, there, there is really not much hope. I think that God is the one who's authored this type of love, that he would die for us while we were yet his enemies. That's who created this type of love, this type of softening, this type of you know, willingness to, to put yourself um, in a place where you would love and serve and care someone else. That's who created it. So apart from abiding in Him, there there really is no hope for marriages because it's so easy. Just the tiniest thing can set us off towards selfishness of thinking, oh, this marriage is for me and it's for what I get. And right. you know, in marriage counseling, they say, oh, well, you know, you give and they give, and it's fifty-fifty. And it's not. It's a hundred. You give a hundred, expecting zero. We'll get, that, we'll get right back. We'll get back with Meg Marie Wallace in just a minute as we talk about her article, The One Thing Guaranteed to End All Marriages. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand people are watching us. They expect if you call yourself a Christ follower or you call yourself a Christian, they expect your life to look different. They're hoping that, some, that Jesus really does impact your life because they're looking for hope. They're looking for encouragement. And so they're looking to you for that witness. Keep that in mind. That's why we have to be proactively working on our marriages all the time. Right, Martha? Yeah. So I love what Meg was saying right before the break when she was saying to have a thriving marriage relies on a thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, Meg, is that what I, what I heard you saying? Yes, absolutely. He's the author of that type of love. So apart from him, you you just, you're drawing from nothing. So yes, that, that's a key factor. We're talking today with Meg Marie Wallace. She's got a blog, MegMarieWallace.com. You can sign up for it. And, and Now, Meg, your blogs, this one got my attention, honestly. I haven't gone back and looked at any of the other ones because this one That's was okay. so powerful. What do you typically write about? You know, I, it's funny. I think when I first started, I really had kind of these uh, desires to be a fashion blogger. 
and just keep it simple and post about clothes. But the more that I did that, the more I realized that doesn't fill my soul. Like it, it, I, I just felt so empty in that. Life happens and life is hard and marriage is hard and parenting and motherhood and relationship. It's just it's hard. And I couldn't hold my tongue, my, well, my tongue, but my fingers from writing about Jesus and how it seeps into every, like the relationship that we have in Christ with him, it's, it seeps into every part of our lives. And Amen. so while I do love fashion, I do love clothes, I do love hair, I do love all things girly, which is why you probably shouldn't read my blog because it's very girly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have no hair, I, I have no taste of right, fashion. Right, yeah, yeah. right. So I just couldn't hold back, like when... When these things, these types of things happen, like divorce and adultery, and relationships falling apart, and motherhood, and it gets challenging, what does it matter what I wore that day? That these things matter in light of what Jesus says about him. So anyway, it's turned into more of a ministry, especially with this post. I feel like it's touched on a nerve for a lot of people, and so now it's it's really becoming something of a, of a ministry for me. So as your parents' divorce and your friends' divorce has really been a wake-up call for you and your husband, Matt, how, how are you guys surrounded? Are you guys in a small group at all at your church or in your neighborhood or in, in, in town where you are? Yeah, well, we, that's, that's kind of a, a different issue in and of itself. But we, we were actually church planting here in Orange County, and the church, we just closed it about three weeks ago. So we mm. are actually in a transition period. But, yes, we did have some sweet community with, with a very small church plant here. Well, and the but, sweet community doesn't have to leave, even though the church plant maybe didn't right, have it, the community right. can have it, because that's really what church is all about. But right. when, when Martha and I look at one of the big keys we encourage couples is to make sure you always are surrounded by other couples that equally want to work on their marriages. Yes. So what are the positive going forward steps that you and Matt are going to, what, what are some of the things you guys said, oh, this is what we got to do? Because you said in your blog, you've been married to Matt 15 years. Yeah. So what, is, which, what are some of the things you guys are going to do? Which is babies to some and then old people to others. We're like in that awkward stage where to some. <laughs> well, I just want to celebrate the 15 years Amen. for you because Thank you. you are exactly right. You are, um, no matter where you are in marriage, um, you are further along than someone that can learn from you. And that's the sure. encouragement. Yeah, but I like what you said. Like, I feel like you always have to still be learning from other people. And I think that that's what's the challenge right now is finding marriages that you actually respect, that you'd want to emulate, because so many of them are ending in divorce and are ending, sadly, here. And maybe it is Orange County. I don't know if it's the rest of the country as much as it is here, but adultery is, is commonplace here. And, and it's just so normal that it's, it's incredibly um, devastating to see. So finding a marriage that you would respect, somebody that you'd actually want to model your own after is, is a challenge, but that's, it is. It's so important. I remember talking to a friend of mine, and we were, I was struggling with a particular situation with my husband, and I remember thinking through, how, who do I call? Who do I actually call for help when you really need it? And I remember calling her, and it just being such a breath of fresh air that not only she was real and raw about her own marriage, but she had genuine help. And it was something as simple as her saying, are you praying for your spouse? When you're so mad at him, are you, are you praying? And I think it's, it's a gold mine to find somebody that's willing to not just take your side, not just jump on whatever you're upset about, <laughs> but to ask you, are you actually following Jesus in this? And, and that's, 
that's who we would want to be. So, mm-hmm. And that is such a great word of encouragement because we are prone to call the friend that is going to just cheer us on, you yep. know, and go, Tell you're right, you hear. should be mad and you should, <laughs> right. you know, not make supper tonight or whatever the case might be. But to have a friend yeah. in your life that can speak that into you and challenge you, um, that's a great that's a great goal for building up your marriage. So in your blog, you talked about um, that marriage takes work. What did you mean by that? You know, I think before you mentioned somebody not being married and going through maybe a premarital class for those who are engaged. And I think a lot of the advice that you're given before you get married is something along the lines of, you know, who's going to take the trash out and who's going to, you know, wake up when the kids wake up and who's going to, you know, how, how often are the in-laws going to come? Like all those types of questions. And, you, and then you get a little bit deeper than that and you say, okay, well, let's learn your spouse's love language. How do they receive love and how do you give love? And all of that's great. All of those things are wonderful and absolutely necessary for marriage. But what happens on the days you don't feel like loving your spouse in the way that they want to be loved? What happens when you're just at the end of yourself and, and you're in an argument and you don't really care what you said in your vows on your, mar- on your wedding day? Mm-hmm. It's those moments that I'm talking about. It's hard when you have to look at someone that you are completely in a, dis- in a disagreement with and say, okay, how do I set aside what I feel right now, which is rage? I'm so mad. How do I set that aside to see and to truly get where they're coming from? That's hard. In the moment, everything in you screams no. Mm-hmm. But to lay down your own life and say, okay, what is it that's going on in that person that I might be missing? Or to say, okay, you know, for the sake of unity, I'm not going to be right. I want to be righteous. Let's talk through this in a way that's helpful, that breeds oneness instead of just, nope, I'm right. I'm right. Like, it just doesn't ever work that way. But those types of <laughs> you things gotta are stop hard. There for you got to stop. Yeah. That was tweetable. We got to yeah. stop I'm trying not, to be right and work on being right. righteous. You remarked yeah. that it down. Like, that was tweetable. That was very good. Thanks. Because that yeah. is so often, and we've been married 31 years, so just twice as long as you guys. And it is you, at, at 31 years, we're still, we still are working on it. And it, and right. it is, there are days that are, it, it, I am sure for Martha, there are days that is very hard to love <laughs> me. And other days it's, I hope be a little easier. Martha's very easy to love almost every day, Aww. but, but it, but it is, it is work. And, yeah. and, and there are those times uh, you, you have little kids at home. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, you have a, like what's a lot? Like a, a half a horde? Like five, six of them? I mean, how many? Well, you got? We have a little basketball team. We have five kids. <laughs> right. Congratulations. Yeah, that's right. a lot of work. Those are tough times because yeah. it's tough to have that quiet time, and it's tough to have the intimate time. And then yeah. when they all start to leave the house, then it's tough because it gets really quiet all over again, and you're like, "Wow, right. that's then you weird." Have to talk again. Yeah. Well, no, you're supposed to be talking all along and dating all along. Right. All right, so what are some of the hard things that you and Matt are working on doing in your marriage to keep it solid? Well, it, what works for me and what works for him is different than what works for other people. So mm-hmm. for he and I both, I feel like we've had to grow in learning to study one another. So I could tell people, well, this is what we do. It won't work for every marriage. That's the whole point. You have to get to know who you're married to. So for him and I, if I see him hardening or if I see him, you know, start to get frustrated, 
I know now how to soften him in a way that's kind, that draws him toward me. And he does the same. If I'm frustrated with the kids or I've had, you know, just a hard day, he knows what words to use that will soften me. But actually what works for him and what works for me is the polar opposite. He wants me to draw near and to hold him and and hug him. I don't want to be touched at all in those moments. So in those types of things, I feel like what the best kind of encouragement that I could offer is not what we do. It would be to encourage, get to know who you're married to. Get to know what what works for you guys in calm moments when it's not heated. And then you can develop sort of this language where we have these little catchphrases. Something as simple as, I feel like you're not for me right now. That's me saying, I don't feel safe right now. I don't feel like you get where I'm coming from. Those types of little phrases that you work out when it's calm help in the moment when it's heated, and there's not time to sort it out. You got to know ahead of time. <laughs> that's really good. that's very good stuff. How you know planting a church? No easy task. I imagine no. you guys are, are tent making at the same time because planting a church means you're not getting paid by your church. How have right. you guys dealt with that stress? Because ministry stress is off the charts anyway. And especially because right. when you're a pastor of a church, then you have bosses. Everybody that's in the church is a boss. How have you guys, what is your solid rock? I mean, do you guys pray together, doing devotions together? What are you guys doing to keep God at the center of everything? It is all of that. I feel like it is, it, there's an increase in communication because I think with church planting, especially the temptation is to feel that you are all alone. And really in a lot of ways you are. So for me to be the wife, I feel like in some ways, in that case, I'm the pastor to the pastor. So for me, personally, if if he's having a hard time or if he's stressed or if he's um, just just struggling, I feel like my heart has to be abiding in the Lord because otherwise I have nothing to offer him. So a time when he would be stressed at something else and then, you know, say something that I could take unkind in that moment— I'm not seeing the full picture. I can't take that stuff personally. So, yeah, it is time with the Lord. It's stealing moments away. I feel like now with parenting five small kids, like there's, it's, it's not a buffet. Like you don't, you don't get just to sit down at any point and take as much as you want. It's just a quick, fast food. I'm going to read the word here or pray here. I feel like it's a constant talking with the Lord so that I, I can give to him and him to me. So. Okay. How, inten- how intentional are you and Matt about praying together? Not when the boys, not when the kids are around, but how intentional are you guys praying together? Very. I mean, he was even praying for me before. I get really nervous to talk to people. I'm a writer. I'm not a talker. So he, he was <laughs> oh, you're doing very, before, very well today. Before, thank you. But before this, and I, I feel like in a lot of ways, it's that prayer that does bind us together. Apart mm-hmm. from, from Jesus, there is no unity. So if we're not abiding in him, it's just a, a facade in a lot of ways. So that is, that is the glue. And, you know, talking through even the blog stuff, he'll, he'll help me with good theology and how to write stuff in a way that matters to people. So he, he, it's not just a hobby anymore. It's, it's a ministry that he's taken on with me. So, All right. In yeah. the last 30 seconds before we got to go, sure. just summarize for everybody the one thing you want to make sure you get across to people today based on your blog. Um, to keep your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all the vigilance um, because that's where life flows. And apart from Jesus, there's no hope for a solid marriage. So stay soft toward Jesus and stay soft toward your spouse. Meg Marie Wallace. Find her online at megmariewallace.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing your blog. Thanks for sharing your heart. Thank you. 
It's great to be here. Thanks so much. We're going to take it down a step or two. That conversation with Meg Marie Wallace was amazing. And if you just are tuning in right now, the first half of the show, we talked with Meg Marie Wallace about her blog, MegMarieWallace.com, about the one thing guaranteed to end your marriage. And all marriages. uh, And all marriages. Mm -hmm. It was really, really powerful. Very, very raw. I want to do our book highlight segment, but I want to wait for a second because... Coming up on September the 7th, there's this new movie coming out. Just on September 7th. It's one of those Fathom event things. Yes. So it's on a Thursday night, 7 o'clock, playing at five different uh, theaters here in Tampa Bay and in 400-plus theaters across the country. Right. The name of the movie? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And Martha and I got to preview this kind of like a red carpet preview. (laughs) Red carpet on our little laptop. (laughs) Well, I think we were sitting on some red colored carpet or something, weren't we? Or maybe it was tan. Uh, Anyway, this is a movie that deals with real issues like hardness of heart in a marriage, like uh, neglecting your marriage in favor of, you know, doing ministry in favor of neglecting your marriage. It's just a really heartfelt movie. I lo- we loved the movie. It was a very good movie. Yeah. One of the things that I think is key to it is the fact that there's a lot of really good things going on in the main character's life. It's not like everything is falling apart and he's not doing good things of influence for the kingdom, but the, but the reality that our marriage is to be more of a priority in our life than a lot of us realize. And driving that home. Don't you think that that was um, a key element? Of yeah, it? I really liked it. I just, what I liked about it was that it, yeah, it dealt with a lot of different issues. There was good stuff going on, but there was good communication too. So we've got a 30 second spot that kind of talks about the movie. So we're going to play that now. Can't wait. College professor and ultra marathon runner David Horton Michael, has a continental race in his sights. Hey, How many days does this insanity take? 64 days. That brings his marriage to the breaking point. Do you have any idea what you put us through every time you do one of these things? Your family, they seem like something to run to. Based on a true marriage journey. I don't want to just start well with you. I want to finish well. Extraordinary. A one-night event in select theaters. Thursday, September 7th only. Tickets on sale at ExtraordinaryMovie.com. All right, so that's the movie. It's coming up. Extraordinary. You can find out more about it online at ExtraordinaryMovie.com. But we've been given, from the producers, we've been given 10 tickets to the five theaters here in Tampa. Now, last week's show, we talked about this, and uh, we gave away all 10 tickets to the theater that are in Pinellas Park, Florida. But we've got tickets in Brandon, tickets in Bradenton, tickets in Sarasota, and tickets Citrus, Citrus Park. Yeah. So if you want to get free tickets to this movie, you just need to call into the studio line right now at 877-943-9673, 877 And the first caller is going to get a copy of a book by Kelly Flanagan called Lovable, Embracing What is Truest About You So You Could Truly Embrace Your Life. Kind of a package deal. It's I'll a away. bonus. It's a bonus. Get free movie tickets right here on I Work For Him for September the 7th, the 7 o'clock showing. you got to let Michael know. What theater you're looking for, Bradenton, Sarasota, Brandon, or Citrus Park. 
and uh, we'll love to be able to give you tickets. And if you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show or the podcast and it's before September 7th, email us, jim at iworkforhim.com, martha at iworkforhim.com, and we'll get you set up with a set of tickets. So two tickets for every caller that wants to call in, and we'll get you taken care of. 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. Michael, you ready for some phone calls? I am ready for some phone calls. Let's give away some a book and some movie tickets. Uh, how about this though? It's a Thursday night. Do you think you could get your bride to go to a movie with you on a Thursday night at seven o'clock? I got to tell you, that is a very enticing deal. We haven't been to the movie theater in a very long time because it costs like um, half a million dollars to go. Well, so if we got free tickets. I like that. You can even have tickets, and then you could spring for some popcorn. Maybe. So mm-hmm. if you want to go to the movies with Michael and Sarah Miracle, the Citrus Park want to be the closest to them right isn't citrus park yep, closest that's right to that's us yeah. all right so if you want michael will go along with eight of our i work for him friends call and talk to him about arranging all that michael miracle the first winner of the day today he wants to work on his marriage and make it strong Eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seventy three. get movies to extraordinary find out more about it online extraordinarymovie.com all right martha that was good i love that we love that movie really want people to get tickets to that We've got to make sure people are calling in. Are you looking up the... I'm, I'm posting on Facebook. So How can you post and talk at the same time? I, well, because I wasn't talking at the moment. Okay. But um, <clears throat> I'm telling people they can respond to me okay. so that poor Michael, after the show, they can still get tickets. Yes, they we can get tickets. We don't want it to tickets. think it's only for 20 more minutes and then it's, no. you know, but, done. But carrying on the theme of working on our marriages and, and keeping away from that one thing that's guaranteed to end all marriages, that hardness of heart takes work each and every day. That's one of the reasons why Martha and I are involved in marriage mentoring, because we understand that couples sometimes just need a third party in order to learn to work through things together in a healthy fashion. And that's <laughs> sometimes we work together things in an unhealthy way. So that's one of the reasons why Martha and I do a marriage cruise. And so we wanted to talk during the rest of this segment just about the marriage cruise. We are, as of today, 70% full on the cruise, but we keep this small. People, this is not like a 2,000 people coming with Jim and Martha on a cruise ship across the Caribbean. Nope. That would be really cool. We could support the radio ministry around the world <laughs> if you're all to do that. But no, we limit it to 20 couples. Because? Well, because we really want to be able to spend time with the couples that join us, really get to know them and really get to have conversations that can impact their marriage and ours. So we do that in a, um, the, with the ability of having a small room where we can have our sessions where we can get to know each other better and have some privacy. Right. So we keep it small. We keep it as inexpensive as possible for a five-day, four-night cruise. We do it out of Tampa, and it's coming up this February. Yes. And 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 here's the deal. Put out the appeal. There are some of you that have been hearing about this for all year long and going, hey, I want to get involved. I'm thinking about doing but I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. In a, probably somewhere in the next four weeks, the cruise line will re, will take back all of our rooms and say, nope, we're done with whatever you don't have committed, we're done. And so we want to invite you to join us. This is literally a little over $1,000 for a five-day, four-night cruise, and that includes the cruise, your tips, your taxes, and the marriage retreat. 
It's a little over that. And unless you want to have a balcony room or, you know, a room. Yep, they can up- upgrade. So one of the things I did today on our Facebook page was, of course, post the phone number for our cruise planner. And Rick and Karen Saltarelli, they've actually been on our cruise. La- last they, time we went, they, they were. They plan it. This is the fourth one that they have um, put together for us as far as getting the the meeting room and all that. So I checked and Karen said, we are ready for phone calls today. So let us get this done. So and what's their what's their number? Oh, I got. Well, Martha's going to pull quick. that up. <laughs> but you can find out more about it on our website, iworkforhim.com. Uh, click on the events tab or on our Facebook page. There's a Facebook event. But here's the other appeal. So we'd love to have you join us. But maybe you're saying February 8th through the 12th. I'm busy. I can't do it. It's right before Valentine's Day, which is why it's such a great idea. But maybe you're saying, ah, we're not really cruisers, or I get dizzy with the waves. And in that time of year, the waves are very small, most of the time. Maybe you'd like to sponsor a couple to go. You know, we're looking for there. We have lots of people that are interested in going, but maybe they can't come up with the money. Are you willing to donate some money to I Work For Him to go specifically towards sponsoring one of these people? And actually, you'd be writing the check right out to the, the cruise planner, or you can write it out to us. Either way, it doesn't matter. I Work For Him. We love to fill this up so that every spot is filled with a couple working on their marriages. So if you want to contact us, Contact us up on the website, iworkforhim.com, or either one of us, Jim at iworkforhim.com, or Martha at iworkforhim.com. That's right. So, you know, no amount um, is going to be um, overlooked. I mean, it's anything will be helpful to help a couple to be able to work on their marriage. And so I think that's the key there. We've also had people say, oh, I should buy that for my kids, and I could watch the grandkids. Great idea. Fantastic idea. Two for one. You get the grandkids for the weekend, and the young married couple or whatever age, they could be older too, but you know, as long as you can you know, help them out, um, it's a great way for them to get away, and you get some time with the grandkids. It is good. And we just put out a new video on Facebook today about the cruise. But here some of the things we're talking about we're going to talk about the power of words in our marriage to build up and to destroy we're going to talk about some of the lies that couples believe in their marriage mm-hmm. we're going to talk about um i don't want to give away everything i know maybe our roles with our kids yeah yeah you know what's what's that really supposed to look like our kids and maybe even our grandkids what is our role within marriage with children and with grandchildren uh, and that's not going to apply to everybody, but it'll apply to almost everybody. But the biggest thing we're also going to, we're always, we always emphasize how do we build in more prayer into our marriages? What are some of the things, what are some of the habits we can build in? And we also have a really special deal on, we're going to talk about some, we're going to bring along some cheat sheets, some real uh, clues on how to make your marriage even better. So you can call right now to Salty Breeze Cruise Planners at 888-332-8202. And you could talk to Rick or Karen Saltarelli and talk about uh, signing up for the Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage Retreat, sponsored by I Work For Him. Wow, I thought you were going to say more. Well, I thought you were telling me I had three seconds. Oh, so. no, that was 30 <laughs> seconds. All right. We just got done highlighting the marriage cruise. Some of the things we're going to talk about, if you're just tuning in right now, you're, lots of stuff going on today's show. We also highlighted Extraordinary, the movie coming out on September the 7th in 400 theaters nationwide, but we have five of them here in Tampa Bay. And we've got tickets to all five, nope, now just four theaters uh, available if you want to go out on a date with your spouse for free to the movies. Now, keep in mind, you're going to go free to the movies. The popcorn's still going to cost $88. <laughs> 
But that's okay. The tickets are free. Yeah, but it's usually all you can eat popcorn. So all you can eat popcorn. There you go. Deal. So if you'd like tickets to Extraordinary the Movie, extraordinarymovie.com. It's just extraordinary. Call the studio line 877-943-9673 or go ahead and just email us, jim at iworkforhim.com or martha at iworkforhim.com. Message Martha on Facebook or contact us on oh our website, goodness. iworkforhim.com. So many, so many ways. Hey, I'd like to thank Brian for calling in from Tampa. Thanks for listening, Brian, to the show. Mm-hmm. He, win, he won the book and the tickets. And David from Land Lakes, thanks for calling. It sounds like a couple of guys getting smart, planning date night for September 7th, and they're going to Citrus Park, joining the miracles as they go on date night that night. Make sure you guys... Look for Mike, Michael. Well, I'm yes. going to connect them up with you. You guys, that that's six of you going on behalf of I work for him to that movie that night. That sounds fantastic. We're going to be holding that place down, most definitely. You're going to have to wear your I work for him shirt that night. Oh, believe Just, it. That would absolutely. Be awesome. Okay. We're going to give but away. There's still more tickets. There's, but wait, there's more, Martha says. Yes, there's still more tickets. If you'd like to go to Citrus Park here in Tampa, Brandon, Sarasota, or Bradenton, maybe you're listening from somewhere else in the country. You're like, hey, Jim, is this playing in my th- in a theater near me? Go to their website, extraordinarymovie.com, put in your zip code, find out if it's playing near you. And if it is, I might be able to get you free tickets to that theater too. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, we're going to have the, um, the lead, lead actress, actress Sherry, Sherry Rigby. Rigby. Yep. On the air with us. All right. So Martha read an art, a couple of articles recently. She wanted to talk about them here, and we're going to give away a couple of really cool gifts. But go ahead. Yeah. So I think we can just tell people right now what the theme no, talk of about, this no, we segment have to, no. is. Okay. The segment is read Bibles. the book. Oh, sorry. Read, read the, the book. book. Don't wait for the movie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Bible issue among Christians in the United States. 35, the state of the Bible, according to Pew Research, Interpreting scripture among Christians, 35% believe that the Bible is the word of God and should be taken literally. 33% believe the Bible is the word of God, but not everything should be taken literally. 18% the Bible is not the word of God. And Bible reading among Christians, 45% say they read the Bible at least once a month. And at that pace, by the time you're 95, you'll have gone through at least half of it. 12% read once a month. uh, And 9% read several times a year. 33% seldom or never. So with that information, one of the things we just heard recently um, from a another study that was done is that there is a direct relationship between how many times a week a person engages with their Bible and the growth of their spiritual walk. And it's four times a week if a person engages with their Bible four times a week, actually opening it, not just dusting it, you know, but actually reading it. Um, their their walk with the Lord is going to go in a positive direction. And how does that impact marriage? It impacts marriage. <laughs> He's like touching his nose, like I'm a winner for getting that answer right. It impacts our marriage because we want to both be growing closer to the Lord, and that helps us grow closer to each other. So um, we just wanted to spend a few minutes talking about the Bible, encouraging people to to crack open that book that may, you know what, some people may have six different Bibles sitting on their shelves, but they're not opening any of them. But if there's somebody there that does uh, listening right now who doesn't have a Bible that they can learn from and understand that is in a version that um, they are willing to open and read from, we do have some Bibles we'd like to give away today. So um, let's talk about why people should read their Bible and then we'll give the giveaways. But okay. well, why don't you tell about the book so that people go 
okay. can call in. So there's the Mission of God Study Bible, which is on mission with God wherever you are. And this is um, actually done in the um, Holman Christian Standard, which is a great version. And then the other one, which we've highlighted on the show before, is the NIV Faith and Work Bible. And it has little um, devotionals and study notes throughout it that relate your faith and your work. Right. So if you want to get a copy, uh, get a Bible to help you study, to help get you engaged, we got the Mission of God Study Bible and we got the Faith and Work Study Bible. Yep. Uh, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673, or contact us. We get emails from people all the time, more right. and more every day. Jim at iWorkForHim.com, Martha at iWork, the number four, Him.com, or contact us off the webpage. People get a hold of us any different way. Or on Facebook. Martha's on her Facebook page all the time. You can contact, message us on Facebook. Let's talk about why people should be reading their Bibles. I mean, I'm amazed when I find out that Christ followers haven't been reading their Bible because when I, I, I mean, I'm a different kind of guy. I, I memorize stories. <laughs> Martha's laughing. You're funny. Why are you laughing? Because you go, I'm a different kind of guy. Well, some people memorize individual verses. I'm more of a story memorizer, trying to relate stories of people in the Bible to where I'm at in life, or if people have a problem trying to relate them to a story. And, and so I've read through the Bible over 30 times and, and since I became a Christ follower 39 years ago. So not every year. And part of the beauty of that is that I've, I've got, every time I read through it, I get a better picture. And the best year ever was the year we did the, the uh, one-year Bible chronological. That was so cool to see it all chronological. So why but do you read your Bible? I read my Bible because I want to find out more about God. I want to find out I want to learn from all the screw-up mistakes of all our forefathers in faith. Uh, I want to learn from their mistakes, and I want to be able to just apply it to my everyday life, and I want to be encouraged. I'm encouraged when I read the Bible because I see guys that are known as the man after God's own heart, a friend of God, uh, these people, and yet they were both murderers. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's these are pe- God is amazing, and, and we learn about it all the time. And he's given us this as both a love letter and a handbook for life. And so treating it as such, we need to be in it and learning from it and picking it up and seeing how it applies to the situation we're going through at any point in time. And there's a lot of people that would argue that the Bible, well, it's not really the Word of God. You know, God didn't write it with his fingers. No, he didn't. But the continuity between Genesis and Revelation and all 66 books in between, written over 1,500 years by 40-some authors by in three different countries, it's amazing. It's the same God from one end to the other. And it also really helps you understand current events. If you really want to know why there's so much garbage going on in the Middle East, read the Bible. It's all in there. Yeah, so there are so many great resources where people can learn more about the history of the Bible. And we, of course, are looking very much forward to the opening of the Museum of the Bible. In D.C. this in November. In D.C. this fall. And um, to that is being created to help preserve the history of where the Bible came from. 30 or 40,000 artifacts that the Green family has accumulated, as well as stuff on loan from the Israel Museum of Antiquities, I think is what it's called. Go ahead. So, the the oh, remember, if you want to call in right now and get a copy of one of these Bibles that we highlighted, you can certainly do so at 877 943 
888-789-9673 or just reach out to us on all the different ways that we've mentioned before. One last thing that I had run across I just wanted to tell our listeners about is did you know that there is actually a movement in schools that is scheduled for Thursday, October 5th, and it's called Bring Your Bible to School Day. And if you go to bringyourbible.org, you can learn about it. I don't, I, I, it tells you, you know, that this is allowed and how it can be done. And of course, this is a student um, situation, but I think it's very encouraging that things like this are happening across our country and around our world. And for us to encourage the youth with what they can do. What are they supposed to do? They bring it to their Bible to school. What are they supposed to do with it? Um, well, I think they need to go <laughs> to the website to learn more about all what the, was the details. Website I didn't memorize it all. But it's bringyourbible.org. And it, they said that student interest is spreading like wildfire. This began in 2014. And it went from 8,000 participants to 155,000 after the first year, and then to 356,000 students. And I think it's so this year's going to be a million. They're hoping for half a million. Let's go for a million this year. Well, that would be fabulous. But again, I believe it's just the whole idea of bringing your Bible to work. We are to school. We have. Well, that's the student's workplace. It is. And there are rights that we, culture is telling us we don't have that we really do have. So they can learn more about it at bringyourbible.org. people are curious about their Bible because, hey, this is something. I had somebody say to me the other day, hey, well, that Bible, you know, it's just the Bible. You can't use the Bible to support itself. Well, you can when you look at the fact that it was written by over 40 authors, over 1,500 years in three countries. It's an amazing book of compilation of letters and articles and and notes from God that have been written. It was people writing their journal. I mean, it's, it's amazing stuff, poetry. It's great. Get a copy of a Bible. Start reading it today. Mm-hmm. Bring it to school, students, because other students would go, hey, what's that? Right. You could tell them what it is. All right. So bringyourbible.org. Correct. All right. Spread the word. Check out our website for the marriage cruise information. Let's fill that thing up today. That's just that's been a fun show. A lot of stuff. Covered a lot of stuff. Oh, ExtraordinaryMovie.com. ExtraordinaryMovie.com. That's another great one. All right. got to get people involved. Get them plugged in. BringYourBible.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we do together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him.